This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. Surfing the Globe, bringing you news, views, and current affairs for the LGBT community. This is the World Wide Wave. It's World Wide Wave time, Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBTI community. We love taking around the globe one queer story at a time. I'm Matt and we are sitting here in the uh, very plush new studios at the Victorian Pride Centre where I'm very happily joined by Shannon. Hey. And good evening, Stefan. Hey, good evening. Having moved into Australia's first purpose-built Pride Centre, it's almost impossible to imagine a mob of protesters attacking and ransacking the central hub of Victoria's LGBT community. Yet that is exactly what has happened in Bulgaria. The twist is that the violent mob was led by one of the presidential candidates in the Bulgarian elections currently underway. The Bilitis Foundation, Bulgaria's oldest LGBT organisation, manages the Rambo Hub community. They posted photos of the destruction on social media. Lily Dragova is their executive director and we spoke to her about the attack, its aftermath and what it means for LGBTIQ people in Bulgaria. Here's a taste of what's coming up tonight. She was hit in the face by the presidential candidate because she tried to stop them from storming into the place. Um, She's physically all right. Uh, She and everybody else who attended the meeting are quite shocked um, and scared and all of those feelings that you could imagine. On October 30th, the Rainbow Hope Centre in Sofia, Bulgaria, well, Bulgaria's capital, was torn by 10 men. They were led by well-known far-right leader and presidential candidate Boyan Resatat. A meeting of the trans community was underway. They entered the building, vandalizing the space, smashing equipment and furniture, and assaulted and assaulting anyone who got in their way. The images shared on social media looked like a cyclone has hit the building. It was meant to be a safe space for the LGBTQ community. Lily Dragova has been the executive director at the Bilitis Foundation since 2017. We asked Lily what happened at the Rainbow Hub community in Sofia. Now, Lily, thank you so much for your time. Could you tell us what happened at the Rainbow Hub Community Centre in Sofia last week? Thank you for reaching out. Um, so, yes, on Saturday evening, we had a community gathering of the trans community and um, the event was publicly announced so that people who are interested could join. Uh, and obviously the address and the timing were publicly announced um, and um, around 30 minutes after the beginning of the event, uh, uh, someone knocked on the door. One of the participants jumped in quickly to open because uh, they were excited that more people were coming in to join the meeting. Um, 
my colleague Gloria Filippo, who is uh, employee of the Bilitis Foundation, um, went after them to open the door and to make sure that everything is fine. But until she uh, reached the door, uh, the participant had already opened and a mob of around 10 people was storming in the Rainbow Hub. Um, the community center is located on the first floor, so uh, what uh, we know that happened afterwards is that um, the, the mob actually sent a single person, a woman, to knock on the door so that when the participant uh, looked through the people, so just one woman, and that's why without second doubt opened the door and then the mob of the people were actually hiding hiding on this on the stairs and just stormed into the place um we tried to stop them started screaming no you cannot enter uh and what happened was actually the leader of the attack uh you can't tell me no has anything like this happened before not from of this scale, no. Uh, we had a series of attacks on our events uh, during the Pride season this year because we are also co-organizer of Sofia Pride. Uh, so in May and June this year, we saw an unprecedented series of attacks on many of the events that were accompanying the Sofia Pride program. Uh, but they were mainly uh, groups of people uh, attending uh, very big public events like movie screenings uh, or uh, book readings, etc., trying to create tension, but not smashing the place or putting homophobic stickers on the door of our community center, uh, but never in this, in this scale. Do you know who's behind the attack? Well, we still don't know. Um, okay. I I can't say. Um, my assumption is that it was a Bulgarian group led by a presidential candidate. Actually, we have elections coming up on November 14th, both for parliament uh, and president. So the person who led the attack is well known to the public of Bulgaria. He's the leader of the uh, self so-called far-right nationalistic group, Bulgarian National Union. His name is Bojan Rasate. Uh, because of our legislation and how it works here, he, as a presidential candidate, has immunity. Uh, so he did that uh, exactly two weeks before the elections while he had immunity. Uh, so um, the group that he led was uh, of uh, supporters and participants in this Bulga Bulgarian National Union. So uh, my assumption is that this it wasn't entirely their act. It, it is quite surprising that a presidential candidate would be having such a, an action, really. I mean, is it, what's the stance of other presidential candidates on LGBTIQ rights? Because clearly this one doesn't support them. He, he in particular is famous uh, here for being uh, xenophobic, racist, and just performing all kinds of um, discrimination and violence really towards different marginalized and vulnerable groups throughout the years. He has over 20 charges of different acts. Uh, so he's basically a criminal. Um, 
and he is very marginalized in the public uh, sphere because of his uh, former behavior as well. So what he did by this was trying to gain attention because he's not among the uh, famous strong candidates. So with this, uh, he actually gained um, more publicity in the public sphere. The sad thing is that... Um, or generally, the Bulgarian politicians uh, do not have a stance on LGBTI rights whatsoever. They try to uh, stay away from the topic because they say and think it's still controversial, controversial um, in the Bulgarian uh, public uh, life. And so them uh, being supportive or sharing uh, um, uh, thoughts in favor or sharing statements in favor of LGBTI people would lose their popularity and lose the votes. So generally, they stay away from the topic. And this applies to every political party from the spectrum, from the Greens to the Social Democrats to the Liberals, the centre-rights to the far-rights. Obviously, they're the only ones who actually speak up publicly, but as you can imagine, they are trying to... Uh, mislead, uh, to, to share, to spread uh, false narratives, to, um, to basically uh, repeat over and over again that narrative that LGBTI people are a threat to the Bulgarian society, that uh, they're going to impose the values of the Western uh, Europe and the US, which are values of uh, degrading um, traditions, of uh, corrupting uh, children, uh, pedophilia, um, and all those narratives that are on the rise in many countries yeah. in recent years. That's Lily Dragova from the Bilitis Foundation in Bulgaria with us on Joy 94.9. This was a premeditated attack, intentionally violent, intentionally uh, uh, aiming to disrupt the centre. Just the fact that they, you know, they sent the uh, single woman to the door to knock so that you know, they would actually be let in and they could go on their rampage. It's just um, horrendous, really. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes you wonder how you would let other people in in the future. Like, they've done it that way deliberately, right? Like, they had the one person show up so that they would feel safe to let that person in. Mm. So you do wonder, like, in the future, how they would then feel able to trust other people coming to the door, even if, you know, saying they need to help or whatever. Now, it was led by a far-right political leader who is running for the presidential elections, which are on uh, in the next week. Um, obviously, a publicity stunt. Obviously, to try and generate publicity and get uh, uh, support for his election. But uh, he has immunity, Stefan? Yeah, apparently, the, within two weeks of the uh, presidential election, uh, any candidate uh, is... Uh, is uh, given immunity from persecution uh, but I think for anything? Well I don't know if it's for anything because I, I've, I was reading about it and it looks like he's been charged with something I'm not quite sure what but uh, so it's it's all a bit odd but um, I mean Lily off of um, microphone was telling me that the, the immunity and all this so that's, uh, that's the reason why it was done at that time as well within two weeks of the election 
gosh, don't give any politicians here that um, <laughs> idea. Will be a law change pushed through straight away? And, and look, this guy's obviously a, he's a serial offender. He's not only done this sort of stuff before; he's been charged before. Um, uh, yeah. You know, he's he's just not going to uh, go away. Him and his supporters, but the, the fact that they've you know got uh, resorted mm. to violence like this is still just um, yeah quite shocking. Yes, it's it, it's just you don't imagine somebody running for you know running for office like this or to be a president to to do that. I yeah. mean, well, I mean it's. Clearly, it's signs of things to come if they were elected, were to get elected. But uh, yes, it's. Uh, and obviously, I mean, obviously, you know, you talked about them having the, like, the reason like that it was two weeks mm. before because of the immunity. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess you especially don't think of this happening two weeks before an election. Usually, mm. this sort of stuff happens afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, Lily mentioned there that uh, politicians avoid having a stance on LGBT rights. Well, coming up, we discover how much public and political support there is for the actions of this right-wing politician and his thugs. This is World Wide Wave. Turn us on and we'll turn it out. Joy. Hi everyone, my name is Yang Fa from Singapore. You are listening to World Wide Wave. Lots of love to everyone. Join any 4.9. As we are uh, talking about uh, the attack on the Pride Centre in Bulgaria um, and we are broadcasting from our new studios at the Pride Centre here in Melbourne, uh, we were wondering what, you know, we, we were fathoming, trying to fathom at the start of the show what what that would be like if somebody sort of came and knocked on your door and charged in and started tearing the place apart. Mm. So um, putting the call out to you, if you've been to the Pride Centre, what do you what do you think? If you haven't, what are you looking forward to? What does Australia's first purpose-built Pride Centre mean to you? The attack on the Rainbow Hub Centre in the Bulgarian capital of Sofia was devastating. Led by a right-wing presidential hopeful, the centre was left badly damaged, a staff member assaulted, and the local LGBT community shaken. The shocking attack has been condemned by the European Union members of parliament, human rights activists, and most importantly, Bulgaria's leading political parties. <coughs> Along with a pending presidential election, the attack came just four days after an anti-trans ruling by the Bulgarian Constitutional Court that defined gender only in its biological sense. It paints a picture of daily life for LGBT people in Bulgaria. We spoke to Lily Dragova, who's the executive director of Bulgaria's oldest LGBT organisation, the Bilitis Foundation. What is the situation for LGBTIQ people in Bulgaria? Legally, the situation is pretty bad. Uh, Again, because of this invisibility that we have had uh, with politicians historically, uh, we don't have uh, any legislation providing safety and security for LGBTI people whatsoever. There is just a single uh, document that says something about it, and this is the Anti-Discrimination Act, which includes sexual orientation as a protected ground. But this act was amended in 2004 as a condition for Bulgaria to enter the European Union. This was just one of the former requirements. Uh, and so the box was ticked and then nothing changed and evolved ever since. So legally, we still lack uh, hate crime and hate speech legislation. 
legislation. We lack uh, recognition of rainbow families. We lack legal gender recognition for uh, trans non-binary people. It, everything, like any, anything that you could imagine that LGBTI people should be granted uh, and uh, to receive proper uh, e equality, to, to achieve equality with the rest of the community, here we lack. Uh, so this is a major issue. Um, and this also um, is connected to the fact that the uh, public attitudes are still quite negative. Um, big portion of the society, between 50 and 60 percent, when we do our research, uh, claim that they are not accepting LGBTI people, neither as neighbors nor as their children um, or as politicians and public figures. So the stigma around LGBTI is very strong here. And um, the traditionalistic approach um, here in the Balkans is, uh, is very current these days. So you, you mentioned that um, the government ticked the box to enter the EU. So has the EU put any pressure on the Bulgarian government to change things? Not really. Um, the way the European Union works in the, in the field of social work um, is very mellow. So um, they have had and are keep keep on having different recommendations to align our law with the European law, including the protection of uh, certain rights to LGBTI people, um, condemning uh, homophobic incidents such as this one and previous ones, um, sending out letters, um, inviting, suggesting, uh, and all of those words that you could put there, but they are in no way obligatory to our governments so um, they keep on recommend, recommending the improvement of the situation of LGBTI people but our governments are not uh, forced to do so so they just choose not to answer and pretend that this uh, never happened we are very hopeful that with this current situation things will be different um, because of the of the scale of what happens yeah. this really is um beyond our uh, biggest expectations of what our opponents would do. We, we would assume that they, they could have a, a debate with us on a, on a theoretical level or uh, disagree with us, but to storm in and smash our office and hit my colleague in the face is definitely something that we didn't expect. So we hope that the pressure coming now from our partner ambassadors here, there were 11 ambassadors uh, who issued a joint statement uh, condemning the attack uh, and uh, demanding uh, justice, uh, fair process, including the Australian ambassador to Bulgaria. Um, we also have um, now the political candidates and political parties, some of them issued uh, statements on their social media condemning the attack as well. Uh, so this is a breakthrough, I'd say. I think that everybody's really shocked. Uh, and so even the politicians who genu generally stay away from the topic couldn't pass it by and issued, uh, and issued their statement. So now we're trying to follow up and make sure that this will be turned into actions, not just words. Is, is your colleague that was hurt uh, recovering okay? Yes, she is. She wasn't uh, seriously hurt. She was hit in the face by the presidential candidate. 
because she tried to stop them from storming into the place. Um, she's physically all right. Uh, she and everybody else who attended the meeting are quite shocked um, and scared and all of those feelings that you could imagine. Um, and we as a community are. Uh, all of us, because this is that's the thing with hate crimes. Um, it is uh, it's not only the crime towards a particular person or a group of people that were the the direct victims. It is a message sent out to the entire community. So we all are pretty shaken here still, and um, it will take a while until we recover. You mentioned that there were some difficulties from the general public to accept uh, LGBTIQ people. What's behind that? What's the main, the main driver of the stigma and the lack of acceptance? We've been discussing this uh, a lot because it is also important for us to know so that we can work with this and try to and try to answer uh, the, the core root. And we think it's just fear, as simple as that. Uh, the majority of people here have no idea of LGBTI people, LGBTI rights. Uh, they don't know LGBTI people because still, because of all of this, lack of legislation, lack of acceptance, bullying at school, anything. Uh, people from the community are generally uh, hesitant to come out publicly and to be, you know, out and proud. So many people of Bulgaria don't know that they know actually people belonging to the community because they are afraid to come out. And so this topic is still very unheard of and not well known. So people are afraid of, uh, of the unknown. Hmm. Um, and because of the, um, the general way of thinking here in the Balkans, it's very uh, traditional and very machist and uh, centered around the role of the man as the provider of the family and the woman as the uh, housewife and mother of the children. So this is still very, very much alive. And this adds to the lack of understanding and acceptance of LGBTI people. And of course, um, in recent years, all over the world, the spread of the anti-gender movement and the anti-gender narratives uh, has been on the rise. And there are groups uh, which are specifically investing efforts, money and time in many places around the world to create those uh, false narratives about LGBTI people and to attack basically human rights, democracy, um, women's rights, children's rights, all of this. So they are very active in Bulgaria since 2018 uh, when they created um, a very strong debate around the ratification of a convention uh, from the Council of Europe that is tackling gender-based violence and violence against women. It is famous by the name Istanbul Convention. So when this document was supposed to be ratified here, those groups got activated and they created 
tension at the society, making people believe that if the document is ratified, then um, same-sex marriages will be introduced automatically, that um, uh, trans people from uh, other countries will flood the country and request asylum based on their identity, and this will drain social benefit system, and so on and so forth. So they really managed to play with the fear, that the, the, the same fear of the unknown of the people. Um, and eventually this really was a tipping point and changed everything for the public narrative. Um, and many other things unfolded after. So uh, it is a combination of where we are as a society, what our belief system is and how um, evolved we are. And these forces from the outside, which are trying to make best of use uh, of the situation to their benefits. And the sad uh, result is that the, the, the victim of all of this are the LGBTI community. Um, and we still cannot make the, that needed progress um, on all topics. From Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria, that's Lily Dragova from the Bilitis Foundation with us on Joy 94.9. We've often spoken on this show about the European Union and the positives of, you know, uh, the requirements around equality uh, that you need to address in order to be accepted into the EU. But we're learning a little bit that that's not quite as it seems. It it seems to be a little bit of a tick box exercise. You've met the you've met the threshold, you're in, and then if you go below the threshold again, what happens? There doesn't seem to be any consequence. There's, there's, is it that there's no way out? You could once you're in, you could go rogue and then you stay. Well, I mean, we're seeing that in Poland, right? Like a long yeah, a while ago, they prevented you for a very very long time. They had the things that they needed to get into the EU when that was required. Mm. And now we see so many bad things happening in Poland um, for the LGBT mm. community. And But they're in the EU. Yeah, I think I think they can cut subsidies, they could cut grants and things like this, but I don't think there's anything else. They yet. can influence, but they can't yeah. Um, yeah, direct. Mm. Uh, coming up on Joy 94.9, we hear about the work that is being done to support the LGBT community in Bulgaria. This is World Wide Wave. Check out Joy Podcasts. Where you want them, when you want them. Joy.org.au or your favourite platform. I'm Stefan from Taiwan. You're listening to World Wide Wave. You're listening to the show that takes you around the globe, one queer story at a time, World Wide Wave. And a special hello to everybody listening to us on podcast. You can subscribe to receive our podcasts automatically either at joy.org.au forward slash worldwide wave or on iTunes or really any of your favourite podcast platforms. And please don't forget to leave us a review. I went to a house party on the weekend wow. and uh, they already had their Christmas tree up. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. they're too early, too early. Yes. Kind of, it's getting here. It's time to start thinking about Christmas. And one group that is already thinking about Christmas is the Melbourne Rainbow Band who have their carols by Queer Light returning real in the flesh. Oh, um, I can do activity. that now. Yes. That's a snap opening. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, Stand side by side strangers. 
<laughs> Toe tapping your feet away to their to their great music. Um, it's a bit of an institution here in Melbourne. Saturday the 11th of December is the date. Uh, St Kilda Town Hall from 7pm. You'll need to get in quick because there'll be all the uh, the COVID restrictions and numbers and whatever. So go to mrb.org.au, melbournerainbowband.org.au to grab your tickets. Joy, 94.9. We are in Bulgaria tonight where there has been a violent and unprovoked attack on their Rainbow Hub Centre in the capital of Sofia. Led by a presidential hopeful, many believe it was a publicity stunt from the far-right political party. Lily Dragova is the Executive Director at the Bilitis Foundation, Bulgaria's longest-running LGBT organisation. Lily, explain more about their work in Bulgaria. The Bilitis Foundation was founded in 2004. What does, um, what does the foundation offer LGBTIQ people? Yes, uh, we are the oldest active LGBT organization in Bulgaria. So um, we've been um, involved in many activities throughout the years. In recent years, to the last two, three years, we have focused on several main things. Uh, first and foremost, we work with the LGBTI community, um, so uh, community organizing, providing training, providing um, opportunities for growth and empowerment of uh, different subgroups within the community is something we are very focused on. We facilitate uh, for self-support groups for LGBTI youth, for trans and intersex people, for queer women and for bi and pansexual people. So those groups meet regularly and they create their own advocacy campaigns, which we support, etc. So the community element within the, the capital and throughout the country organizing meetings, this is a, a main activity of ours. Um, we also do a lot of research and issue analysis and reports uh, because the Bulgarian state does not collect any data on LGBTI. So to inform our advocacy efforts and to know what is the actual state of play of the situation, we have um, conducted various research on different topics and came up with either uh, training and guidebooks uh, or uh, just reports and analysis, policy briefs, uh, policy recommendations, etc. Um, we also um, work on different topics um, from hate crimes and hate speech and trying to um, include them in our criminal code um, to banning intersex surgeries for children, um, healthcare, and all of the uh, aspects of providing healthcare, um, bullying at school. And we actually have an online platform that provides free of charge psychological support to uh, everyone who has been a victim of bullying at school. Um, it's, it's it's many things. Um, we also are very active on the international um, scene, trying to build uh, networks and alliances with partners, uh, with institutions, because of that important push that we can have from the international community on our uh, national government. Uh, so we, we have close contacts with many partners uh, who are supporting us in our efforts. Mm, it, it 
we have sports events. I mean, we are basically uh, covering all uh, all fields, um, and this is because we cannot afford the luxury to only focus on one, two, or three things, because everything needs to be improved and changed. So we try to use our um, um, our capacity. Um, on all fields. Of course, we're co-organizer of Sofia Pride, the biggest human rights event in the country since its second edition in 2009. This year we had 10,000 people marching on the streets uh, in Sofia, which is exceptional for us, uh, keeping in mind that the first Sofia Pride in 2008 uh, was viciously attacked actually by the by many people, by but by this presidential candidate in particular as well, who's been arrested back then for being aggressive oh. towards the people. So um, it's been 150 people marching, actually not marching, they were running because they were thrown stones and cocktails Molotov at uh, in 2008. And now this year we had 10,000 people and it was peaceful and um, it there is a great development um, still, and still many things to be done. It sounds like you're really doing a fantastic job in um, in for the for LGBTIQ community in, in Bulgaria. If we want to, how can we find out more about you, about the group, the foundation, and how can we support you from so far away? Um, we are uh, updating and actually launching our English version of our website, bilitis.org, just in a few days or weeks. So information will be available there. But obviously, social media um, is our main channel. Um, following on the situation in Bulgaria uh, is very important for us. And we really appreciate when... Uh, partners and people across the world pay attention to what's happening and get engaged. Uh, currently, there is a petition running uh, that we have shared on our social media demanding fair process and justice for the perpetrators and also the amendments to the criminal code so that um, legislation actually provides safety for LGBTI people. So, signing the petition, sharing online, um, this is something that is very helpful um, and uh, we cannot pass the financial side uh, donations and financial support of any kind is also most welcome for the restoration we managed to secure funding so far because people have been so generous over the last three days um, but we keep on collecting funds for our ongoing work and activities as we want to expand um, what we do at the Rainbow Hub, which we operate jointly with the Glass Foundation, our partners. Um, so all of that is much appreciated. And just raising awareness and being in the loop of what's happening is, is important. And, and we've shared all your social media details on our uh, Facebook site. Lily Dragova, Executive Director of Abilities Foundation in Sofia. Thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you so much. You can see there how important a centre like this is. Um, what Lily was saying, they don't have the luxury to focus on one to three things. It's like, you know, 
all the different groups and an immense number of groups here at the Pride Centre, but that's all in one and they're trying to do everything and make all sorts of changes. That would be it, it's such a huge job. It is a huge job and, and they do need the support we can especially when you you know, when she talked about the, the attitude of the people. So there's still a lot of things to change the the society and the the way uh, LGBTIQ people are viewed, and it'll be a, a real um, process of change. You know, I, I don't think she has any illusions that it's going to be a quick process. So, no, it's, it won't be easy. It won't be quick. I mean, but when you look at how far they've gone, you know, the first Pride where they've been, they were attacked and they were running. Uh, with I think you, you called it the Pride Run, didn't you? Yes, so it's just and and now to have with 120 people and now to have tens of thousands of people and peaceful as much as they can because she said that they were targeted again this year, but more peaceful and not having to run. And it is that is it's that different um, types of pride that are around the world. You know, Sydney is a big big celebration, big party. This is really a traditional march that is all about. Um, visibility and uh, influencing minds so that there are you know that there are changes that are made Um, that uh, she mentioned earlier on to the invisibility with politicians so they really have uh, politicians have no appetite to support or reject or but I think this attack might have changed that. And I think that's really the fact that some uh, candidate actually spoke out against it and that uh, 10 or 12 uh, ambassador um, in in Sofia wrote a, a joint letter. I think that's... And I think we should mention that she thinks it will have changed um, things for LGBTIQ people. So even though it's a vicious and premeditated attack, it might some good might come out of it. I suppose it's that progress, right, <clears throat> that makes you then able to kind of take on the next thing. Mm. That would be wonderful if it did lead to some very positive changes so that the, the this far-right uh, leader would, you know, in trying to get his publicity, he may have actually harmed his cause. That would be blissful to watch. And indeed, we will keep watching uh, from afar and uh, you can find, you can see images of what happened there on our Facebook page, which is uh, World Wide Wave or the shortcut W3Joy. Want to hear more? Find out about LGBT life in over 100 countries. Download free podcasts of this show. Subscribe to iTunes or follow us on Twitter. Visit joy.org.au slash worldwidewave. Hello everybody, my name is Ludwig Mohamed Zahid. I'm a gay imam speaking from France on World Wide Wave. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like World Wide Wave on Facebook now. A huge thank you to our guest tonight, Lily Dragovaf, the Executive Director of the Bilitus Foundation in Bulgaria. Find out about their good work at bilitus.org or on all the social media channels. And thank you very much for the messages on Facebook. Rex, Hoffler, Dwayne, Claire, if more that have joined and or interacted with us on Facebook this past week, that's W3Joy. And thank you, thank you, thank you to those behind the scenes, our podcaster Peter and our social media master Dean. Thanks for listening to another podcast from Worldwide Wave, the show that takes you around the globe one country at a time. Worldwide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station Joy 94.9.
You can listen live every Tuesday night from 7pm Eastern Australian Time on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash worldwidewave or follow us on Facebook for the latest international LGBT news. Search W3Joy on Facebook now. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.